Welcome to Reforming Manhood, the podcast we talk live from a Christian male perspective. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. And I'm Too Sweet Trevor Cowan. And I'm Jamie Jack of All Trades in Osa. And I'm feeling good after the conference. We we had a heck of a conference. What conference was that? It was Contend Conference, Contending for the Faith. Yeah? It was good. What'd you think, Jamie? I thought it was freaking awesome. <laughs> I'd ask Trevor, but he's all sick and almost falling asleep over here. He's... Whoa, 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 whoa. It's okay, little guy. Go back to sleep. I'm not almost falling asleep. You had your eyes closed and we're swaying. I'm not even tired. All right. What's wrong? I'm dizzy. <laughs> Is it your tummy? It's my tummy. Your tum-tum? Yeah. I'm sorry. I punched you there. <laughs> I wish you didn't have a... The uh, conference was good. I don't feel good, though. No? No. Hmm. But I got Sprite and coconut rum. That'll fix it. Sure. Fixes everything. <laughs> sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's going to be a good... Good little time anyways. So what, yeah. what was the highlight of uh, the conference for you? Man, uh, so we got to meet Holy Nope. That was cool. Um, it who's, turns that, out, who's that? Austin. His name's Austin. Austin. Austin Keeler. Keeler. There you go. I've called him Holy Nope. I've called him Mustache. Did you does. call him Stash to his face? Mm, no. I didn't think so. He does have an impressive mustache. Yeah. Yep. Check him out. Holy Nope on all forms of social media. Yeah. Great. Cool guy. You won't be disappointed. Cool dude. Um... And uh, hung out with him, and honestly, the conference itself was was like work, you know. Um, it was like things we we got to do this, got to do that. And, uh, but uh, we had so much like just dude hangout time, yeah. That uh, was great. I, I thought it was, it was really cool hanging out with all those reformed churches in yep. this area. Super good time, good guys, good time. We should record a podcast with them. But Trevor was thinking. About I was. I no, I thought about it whenever he said, whenever they asked him what he wanted to do today. I wanted to be like. You want to record a podcast? Yeah. I just knew we were outside around a campfire rather than indoors where we could. In 30 mile an hour winds. Good night. It was wind. No, I meant meant, meant today. Oh, today. Yeah, because he said he didn't have anything to do between church getting out and leaving at 430. Oh, well, maybe he'll pop in. You want to record a podcast? (laughs) I'm sure Matt had other plans for him. I don't know. Yeah. But it was a great conference. Super... uh, you know, there's a lot of challenges that went on, and we even saw in our church the uh, the application of those challenges even mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. after church. So it was good. I didn't uh, the second day. I didn't get to pay as much attention to the sermons. Mm-hmm. Um, they were good because uh, I was working on questions. Yeah, but Matt's sermon on the day one, mm-hmm. Dad's sermon was insane. Mm-hmm. That Fire. was a good sermon. Fire. Fire, yeah. Fire. That, that would good. be uh, Matt Cavazos at uh, Flatland Bible. Flatland Bible Church. Yeah. Yep. I, ca- I was in and out of Mark's sermon, and I was in and out of Austin's sermon on day two, but Matt's sermon on day one was straight fire. Yeah. Austin's sermon on day one was too, going all the way through the book of Jude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. And I think, uh, again, we're talking about highlights, and we'll, we'll do another one of these and probably do a, try to do a better job of putting it out there on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... uh being on a Friday night, we were able to go late, and that mm-hmm. was cool. You know what I mean? That was like, yeah. it's like hey, it's we're out of time, but what else you got? Sleep? That's fine. Sleep is overrated. That's right. We, 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 there's a story in the Bible, someone fell asleep during preaching, and they died. Um, so Yeah, also will bring you back to life. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to hear the rest of the sermon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You didn't get out of that. How terrible. How terrible would that be? You fell asleep and died. Paul brought you back and then started preaching again. <laughs> yeah, it's like... All know, right, like, bro, how about you take a hint? <laughs> Can I get a five-minute break? He's <laughs> like, I don't know about the secret church thing. Yeah. Uh, so, good stuff, great stuff. Uh, good little weekend, refreshed, feeling good, you know? 
But uh, any other highlights you want to talk through? Mm-mm. No. All right. What you smoking, baby? What you smoking, baby? All right, Trev, you go first. I'm uh, drinking Sprite and coconut rum. No, that's not the question. What yeah. just smoking? What are, you, what are you smoking? Sprite and coconut rum will cure what ails you. Yeah, what you smoking? I'm not smoking anything. Hmm. That's too bad. I'm already a little dizzy. I was looking forward to your humidor. I'm certain the steps. No, I left those cigars at Colin's house too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, bad I think this poses the next question. Why are you gay? I'm not gay. <laughs> I got a tummy ache. Uh, I like women. <laughs> I'm not gay no more. I've been delivered. I said I like women's. Women, 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 women. All right. Trevor's got a little tummy ache. I told him to go home and that I wouldn't make fun of him throughout the you podcast. You would definitely make fun of me. You just called me gay right in front of my face. Right, that's your face. Yeah, you would say you would make fun of me behind my back. That's so what we much, do. So much. So I guess good call. <laughs> All right. Same question to me. What... Me smoking is a Macanudo. I'm smoking a Macanudo Hampton Court. Uh, good little, uh, I believe, Connecticut. Um, light brown gift from a friend, and I appreciate it. From a light brown friend. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I am also smoking a Macanudo. It's one I haven't tried before. It's a Inspirado, a little Colorado-colored uh, jobby with a pajero shape. And uh, nice and smooth. I like it when Jamie talks Spanish. Orale. See. Si. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, be continued. See if we can remember to get back to this at the end. Um, so we are, uh, we're 689, chapter 30, the Lord's Supper. We're going to do half this week and half next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's can get we to call it. it the Lord's Dinner? The Lord's Dinner. <laughs> no. The diarrhea since Easter's. <laughs> Got the Lord's Cheeps, the Lord's Supper, and the Lord's Dinner. Unliving Why cheeps. can't we have a salad? <laughs> I just want a salad. A salad. <laughs> All right, Jamie, go All for right. it. Here we go. Paragraph one. Paragraph one. The Supper of the Lord Jesus was instituted by him the same night he was betrayed. It is to be observed in his churches to the end of the age as a perpetual remembrance and display of the sacrifice of himself in his death. Let's, let's stop there. That's because uh, this, this paragraph's got a mouthful. Mm. All right. So this is to be observed as a perpetual remembrance and display of Christ's sacrifice. This is a, I think it's good to remember when they, when they define what it's for, you know, mm-hmm. um, this is to be observed one. We're, we're to do this, right? Um, and I, I, I have to, on our end, thank you guys, because typically one of y'all does Lord's Supper week <laughs> when we're preaching, because mm-hmm. I forget. Um, and so you're like, then it's like, hey, it's, you're up. And by the way, I didn't get to Lord's Supper this month, so you're up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we try to, we try to, we try to get to it monthly, and I think we're pretty good about doing it monthly. Um, anyways, it's, it was, uh, instituted by Jesus, same night he was betrayed, and it's to be observed. To the end of the age, as a perpetual remembrance and display of the sacrifice of himself and his death. That's what we're doing in the Lord's Supper, right? I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I used to uh, used to attend Church of Christ, mm-hmm. and they do Lord's Supper every week. Mm-hmm. And some, some good Reformed churches do that too. Yeah. How often do you think is appropriate? Mm. I would love every week. I'd love every week. 
Um, we did it for every week for probably like two or three months. I really liked it. Um, Didn't the early church do it just every time they met? I think so. Um, I don't know that we can actually we fixing, confirm that. We fix them do this every week? We fix and make a change? Gonna make a change. Ow! For once in my life. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'll make that change. Uh, because grape juice is cheap, but wine's expensive. <laughs> no, we got, we got the good stuff. We got the cheap stuff. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if we'll do it every week, but I I, I like it every week. I think uh, I think the biblical mandate is is do do it often, mm-hmm. and so then you can break down often however you want. Uh, I do like the the weekly reminder. Um, we haven't squeezed it into our weekly liturgy yet, yeah. Um, yeah. but I will say that uh, Mike's sermon this morning, the overall theme was reminders, mm-hmm. and it seems to be an overall theme when God is dealing with His people. Setting up altars, naming places, a certain name. I mean, there's reminders every step of the journey yeah. that he had with his people. And we shouldn't expect anything different from right. Christ. And, yeah, you know, we're still the same knucklehead. We still need these reminders. If you it's know? You know, a reminder of, of God's covenant. and um, Yeah, what Jesus did on that cross. Like, yeah. man, yeah, that we not forget that, right? Yeah, and, and, and Mike and I and Trevor talked about this before we started this morning was... Uh, why they 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 cared to mention that this was the same night yeah. as the as the one he was betrayed and uh, I kind of questioned it until we started talking about it a little bit uh, you know this this was the uh, the catalyst to the beginning of the cross and so when you think Lord's Supper that should be also in your mind of what mm-hmm. Christ did on on the cross it shouldn't just be oh we're getting together it's 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 fellowship yeah. no it's 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 a time of solemn remembrance of what right. Christ did for us. Yeah, or the other end, and, and he treat it flip, flippantly, you know, and let's mm-hmm. let's knock this out so we can move on. Right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. Check that off the list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, again, to be observed to the end of the end of the age is that the wording? Yeah, end yeah. of age as perpetual remembrance and display of sacrifice himself in his death. Yeah. So we got lots to be thankful for, um, and and reasons to observe. Yeah. Lord's Supper. All right, continue on. Sorry. It is given for the confirmation of the faith of believers and in all the benefits of Christ's death, their spiritual nourishment and growth in him and their further engagement in and to all the duties they owe him. A supper is to be a bound and pledge of their communion with Christ and each other. All right, so... It says it's getting, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, first cigar. <laughs> uh, happens. First timer here. I get it. Yeah. Um, but uh, for these things, it says what it's for. It's to be given for the confirmation of the faith of believers. So mm. we know who this is for. Yeah. Believers only, right? Yeah. Um, what what, uh, what happens to unbelievers or people who take, uh, take Lord's Supper inappropriately, Trev? They could die. Um, That's what happened for I listened to a sermon from a friend that said, uh, uh, "When you look at look throughout the Bible, God sanctifies His people, mm. um, and He does He does that some ways, 
by killing people. Wow. We see that in... That's uh, a different kind of pruning, but that's it. it's not wrong. Who is we, this? You want to call him out? Uh, it was Jared Cressman. Yeah, y'all go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> it was at Northridge Life. He yeah. preached a sermon on it. That's good. And uh, he said... Uh, uh, he, he talked about how in uh, the... Old Testament, when they offered strange fire to the Lord, mm. and uh, didn't go too they, well. They died because of it. Mm-hmm. It was God sanctifying His people. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's not like they offered some fire that they didn't know would make God mad. Mm. Like they they explicitly offered what God didn't told them not to. Okay. Wow. And um, so he just kind of talks about how we see God sanctifying his people through that. And then we see it again in the New Testament with Ananias and Sapphira. And Don't lie to the Holy Spirit. We see it specifically in uh, communion. Those yep. who can't examine themselves are falling asleep. Some of you are getting sick. Mm-hmm. Because you're taking un- communion in an unworthy manner. Mm. You should should have done it right. So those of you that do pedo communion, you're doing it wrong. Dang. The John Dang. Calvin why, says... Why, why would you say that so clearly? John Calvin says that uh, to feed your child, uh, to, to feed your infant communion when they can't examine themselves properly is like giving them spiritual poison. Mm. Wow. Yeah. The same thing that is a blessing and nourishment to me mm. kills someone, could kill someone who cannot examine themselves. Because the Bible makes that the clear mandate before taking it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and scripture, or not scripture, but, uh, here the 1689 says what it's for. It's for, who's it's for? For the faithful. Um, for the faith of the believers. Not for the, um, not for the children who haven't come to faith. Um, not for the lost who maybe goats, you know, mm-hmm. um, but for the faith of the believers. Do you think that the ones that were dying were unregenerate people taking communion? And the ones that were just getting sick were, uh, we Believers can't really make that. An That's man. possible, but we can't really make that division. Curious. You know what I mean? I just curious. Um, it's a good thought. Maybe, maybe if you know better, you get sick and you can repent. Or maybe if you're lost and mm-hmm. like, or is it just like you've been doing this for so long? You've been sick for so long, <laughs> and then know. you finally die. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that we can know that. I just uh, know I don't want to die because I'm taking communion. Yeah, 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 I want to do it right. Yeah, I, I think it's that's something we don't don't ever want to do wrong. Um, so yeah, it's so this is a warning we give every week. Yeah. Or every time we do communion. Yeah. What do we call it? Fencing the table. Fencing? What's the other yeah. thing that we don't do? Guarding the table. Guard the table. No, we're guarding the table, not fencing it. No. No? Guarding. We're guarding? Or we're no, fencing? we're fencing. Oh, okay. That's right, because we don't stand up there and look mm-hmm. at people as they grab it. Like, are you sure you're supposed you to be sure? doing this? You sure? I'll put razor wire. I don't know wire. you. I'll put razor wire up here, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my boy. He knows, <laughs> he knows who he'd be rolling around. <laughs> Um, anyways, um, it's for the faith of the believers. Next, it says it is uh, nourishment, spiritual nourishment. So, so talk about this, guys. Who's who's been spiritually nourish, nourished by communion, and what what does that look like? Well, just like we talked about in that, that first little paragraph, you know, it's it's something that um, that you. That you do, but before you do it, you need to examine yourself. You need to judge your actions, judge what you're doing. And uh, self-reflection is the first step to proper repentance for me. Uh, You know, you have to acknowledge what you've done before you can repent of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's part of 
sanctification is part of your spiritual growth, is part of the building of your faith, is humbling yourself, mm-hmm. examining yourself, and submitting yourself. Mm. So that's healthy. That's, healthy. Yeah. that's spiritually healthy. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 nourishment in that doing doing things right, you know, um, and yeah, yeah, I can I can think back to uh, man a time when I do I do believe um, we were I was taking communion poorly, t- taking Lord's Supper wrong, and then and then moving into a time of taking it right and and being able to I know it's subjective, but subjectively say this is different than it was, you know, yeah, um, and. Uh, and it was a, a nourishment, um, yeah, and, and to my soul, right? <laughs> uh, nourishment for my walk, um, so I could walk. I don't know in a healthy, healthy steps in, with uh, with Christ. Yeah. It also says it's for growth. Uh, let me find the actual words: spiritual nourishment and growth in Him. If so, you uh, if you take communion, you'll grow up to be big and strong like your uncle Trevor. So do do it. You take communion, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> grow up to be big and strong like your Uncle Trevor. So so does this could it could this be taken to say if you're not taking communion in the right ways or even not, not taking a period stunted your, growth. your your growth could be stunted? What do you mm. think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um you think like Man that doesn't love his wife well, God doesn't hear his prayers. Mm. Um, and uh, so I think I think that's probably possible. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think there's lots of any of Christ's commands could be bad for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop that growth. That's mm-hmm. good. Well, I think it would be then. I don't think it'd be like sinning. I think it'd be like taking communion unrepentantly. Mm. Um, because we're gonna sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And we don't want to make the mistake of like the the Dutch. I think it's the Dutch or the people from Amsterdam. They're Dutch, right? Yeah. You don't want to make the mistake of some of those people that don't take communion every week because they sin this week. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've had friends say that they're like, "No, I'm not spiritually like in a good place right now." Exactly. You need this. It's like yeah. someone who's starving saying, I, "I probably shouldn't eat right now." Yeah. No, you go have a freaking carb right now. Let's go. You know. <laughs> yeah. You just have to examine yourself before. Yeah. You, you you shouldn't avoid it. You need the cross. You, you need, need his death. You need that examination, yeah. and then you need that confirmation. Yeah. You need his 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 broken body. You need his spilled mm-hmm. blood. Um, and there's certainly times where somebody ought not. Yeah. 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 Um, if they're being church disciplined or what have you. Right. Right. Um, but uh, I think in general. Mm-hmm. The norm should be you're taking communion. You're yeah. repenting. Um, you're repenting and believing the gospel. And I think we talk every week. It, repent. Examine. Examine your life. Repent. And take. And yep. take communion. That's, that's the that's the order. Yep. And so if you're bu- you're busy, you're still in the examination process, sure. I guess pass. Um, um, if you're not repentant, you should pass. Um, other than that, you need to do the spiritual work of examining yourself repenting yeah. and and then take yeah uh, take the spiritual nourishment that's for your growth um it then says uh this is 2b um let's see growth um the, su- the the supper is to be a bond and pledge of their communion with christ and each other and this is why um you can't 
take communion on your own. Mm. It's not a not a soul. It's not an individual. It's not for the individual. It's uh, it's from the church for the church. Hold the phone. Yeah, go ahead. I'm listening. COVID happened. Yeah. Nobody was meeting. Yeah. Everybody was taking communion at home. Nope. No, they were. No, they were saying they were taking communion. They were. But it's like saying you're a woman and a pastor. (laughs) 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 The Bible says otherwise. Nope. (laughs) And they were were being encouraged to just grab whatever was in the pantry, too. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of places. We talk about this every time we do communion because this was a pivotal point for our personal theology on this, right? Or our Mm. church theology anyways. Um, it started personal and then it, of course, as elders, it, it branched into the church. And so, um, we watch these things, we look at it and we're like, this is not right. My spidey sense is tingling. This is not right. Why not? You know? And, and then again, as elders, we had to dive into it and be like, man, this isn't right for, for, for several reasons. Like one, they're changing the elements. And at the time we, we would say, is grape juice in a, Oyster cracker, everybody knows, right? A good Baptist has grape juice and an oyster cracker in your communion. Yeah, the, little, the, the disgusting little piece of trash. Yeah, or that trash cracker. But I always liked it when they gave me an oyster cracker because those are tasting better, right? <laughs> <laughs> they got flavor it's and salt and like additives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you can't just go change the elements. You guys, they were literally saying, um, go grab a Cheeto. Go grab and, some Oreos and milk. Yeah. Uh, Diet Pepsi and what, whatever. They said Pepsi. I knew it was wrong. Like that was, I was like, homeboy said Pepsi? Whoa. No, my Lord would never Pepsi's say that. Pepsi's a false gospel and you know it. <laughs> that, was the, that was the giveaway, I think, for us. But seriously, they were like, sweet tea and whatever. It doesn't matter. And they, then this video, and again, we showed it quite often. Um, they said, it doesn't matter what you use. Mm. It matters what, like I think spirit you take it and something along those lines. Yeah. No, it absolutely matters. It matters. It does because as we, and we'll get into more to in the next paragraph, but this is a memorial three to is where we Jesus. Get into it. Uh, well, I think in two, it calls it a memorial to Jesus. Mm, yeah. Um, and so if you think of it as a memorial, um, you take the last wishes of that person in a memorial and you, and you do those things, you know, mm. um, it's just how we honor him. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, so if it's a memorial unto him and he said, use unleavened bread and wine, then if we're going to do this in mem- remembrance of him, we should also use unleavened bread and wine. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, and we'll get to more of that and the other the, the, the other shifts that happen. But that was for our church, for our personal theology, and then, then our church. Um, we had to walk through that process and say, say they're changing it. They shouldn't change it. Then we had to repent from changing it ourselves to an oyster cracker and grape juice. Yeah. Um, and so that was, uh, yeah, that was work. And, and again, this is a, the supper is a bond and pledge of our communion with Christ and each other. So it couldn't be done online anyways. Mm-hmm. You have to do this as a bond together. Yeah. With Christ. And so, mm-hmm. so online. Also is virtual, literally not together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Hebrews and Shiloh three sixteen. Don't right. forsake the gathering and get thy butt to church. Performing <laughs> uh, manhood merch will it's be coming. available soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, again, to be established as a communion with Christ and each other. So we need to do that with Christ and each other. And so I remember. Uh, probably a long story but i hadn't told it so i'm going to i was uh 
was doing, I had some Christian friends, they went to other churches and, and, uh, we were, we were, I was out of high school, so early college, trying to be a strong Christian, growing in my faith. And, uh, we went to this, uh, like competition and, uh, we're all trying to do this, do the, do our competition for the glory of God. And, um, one of the, one of the, one of my friends, she was like, I'm going to take communion on before we go, before we do our thing. And I was like, huh? Yeah, I brought I brought the stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna take communion, and before we go and compete, and that, that way I can just kind of do it all unto God's glory. Mm. And I I didn't have the words or even the part reasoning. Of, part of her workout routine. Yeah, it was just kind of a. I was she was trying to sanctify her efforts coming up. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I get it. That's not what it's for, girl. And I wish I had known then. Yeah. What it's for? I wish I. All I knew was my spidey sense was tingling, and I just said no thanks. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but, but I wish I had had the words and the reasoning to say, actually, this should be done by your church because it's a communion, not just for yourself and Jesus, but as your church, yeah. you know what I mean? And it should um, be served by qualified people. Yeah. Again, leadership mm-hmm. should be doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Paragraph two. In this ordinance, Christ is not offered up to his father, nor is any real sacrifice made at all. For the remission of sin of the living or the dead. Let's stop there, sorry. What's it talking about there? What's it called? When the Catholics think it turns into Jesus meat Trans- or Jesus blood? Oh, transubstantiation. Transubstantiation. Yep. yep. I always think of. <laughs> Anyways, this was the, the doctrine they were, they were railing against, right? It's like, this is, we, we yeah. have to correct this. And, and literally say this is not literally the blood of Jesus and the meat of Jesus. Um, this is this is a memorial, mm-hmm. uh, which is again important. It's a spiritual offering. Uh, or do we get to that part yet? No, no not, yet. not yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, this is an ordinance. Uh, in this ordinance, Christ is not offered up to his Father, nor any real sacrifice made for the remission of sin. So Christ isn't dying every week. Yeah, he's not dying every week or once a month or some places once a quarter or whatever it is. Or having to grow his yeah. flesh back all the That's time. That's right. He died once for all. Mm. Uh, and your little, uh, you know, bag of crackers and juice or wine is not literally him. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, keep reading. Right. Sorry. <clears throat> it is only a memorial of the one offering Christ made of himself on the cross once and for all. It is also a spiritual offering of the highest possible praise to God for that sacrifice. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, it, it's a memorial. It's a spiritual offering, the highest possible um, of highest. Sorry, I can't even read. Highest possible praise to God for His sacrifice. And I do think that's kind of the the the, the side of the horse that the that, that my friend fell off on she wanted to high, offer the highest possible mm. praise uh, unto God and that's a good thing but you're doing it wrong the order <laughs> you know, by which that should happen yeah yeah and so this isn't a, a spiritual discipline you do on your own mm. this is this is something you do as part of the local body of Christ we're not we're not individuals we're part of a body and yeah. so um, that's what you have to that that's that's how and when you're supposed to do it. Uh, and as we talked about earlier, it's, it's a memorial. We'll probably beat this dead horse uh, for a little bit longer. Um, but that's why we don't use grape juice anymore. And I think churches mm-hmm. that do need to reconsider um, 
When when did all this change? Because listen, there was a time that every church used wine, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're in West Texas. This is this is a good old boy area. This is a uh, this that we had. Uh, um, we you couldn't even. We were a dry county for mm-hmm. the longest time. You know yeah. what I mean? You couldn't even buy liquor in our county unless you went out of the county. unless you left county. Yeah, you had to leave yeah. city limits or whatever, and and that's where all the liquor stores were. Um, and so it was our little Vegas strip. It was yeah weird. Um, <laughs> Lots of lights. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember going out there as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it started. It 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 changed. Um, starting back in the 1800s when the women's temperance movement. Eight, hang on, 1800s? We're not talking 300s? No, so the not, end of the 18 into the 1900s. Not, not, what about? like the, By 1920, it had changed for everyone. 1920? Well, I don't know about everyone. Catholics, during, I bet, still during did. During Prohibition. Yeah. Yeah, during Prohibition. During Prohibition, that's when this changed. So, yeah, a bunch of feminists. That's a problem. Yeah. Like, like we need to consider that. Maybe and, this uh, is your tradition and how you've always done it. Oyster cracker and grape juice. That's how I always did it. Um, sometimes it was that weird cracker and I hated that. Yeah. Um, either and other times was the, uh, and I hate it even more. And we still have some, I think here in the building, but the single cup with everything in it. Yeah. Those uh, are that's disgusting. the worst cracker there is. The communion yeah. kit. The communion kit. Yeah. That's we the used worst to, thing. When we were using that, we used that and we still bought our own crackers because the ones that were in there were gross. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, not doing that. No, it's do that, this. It's that little pressed flower disc. Yeah. That tastes. Ah. Like glue. I couldn't separate it from the plastic, so a lot of times I think I ate plastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's probably true. But, it's, uh, it's probably made of plastic anyways. Yeah. Yep. Dr. Welch, he uh, invented Welch's grape juice because mm. he a simp. <laughs> you don't know what that means. Mm-mm. It's fine. He, uh, he a simp? I think yeah, I know that's that what means. I said. I think I know that. He a simp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he did it because the women's temperance movement wanted a non-alcohol option. To uh, take communion. So, again, so that's what he came up with. This is a problem. We'll probably talk more about it this week and next week. But but the elements Jesus said to use was unleavened bread. Why is that important? Because leaven throughout scripture represents sin. sin. And he was the sinless sacrifice. Unleavened bread was what's important. Not an oyster cracker. They're delicious. But it's not what he offered. Unleavened bread. I don't know that I would say delicious. Yeah, they're fine. Sorry. Delicious is the wrong word. <laughs> I mean, I like them as much as goldfish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate goldfish. And I hate goldfish. So. Um, yeah. It, it, it changed whenever pastors decided to bow down to angry women in the church. Mm, dang. That's you're what happened. Falling them out. Oh. I like yeah. It. I like it when you're a little sick. You're a little angry. <laughs> Just don't care. Just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this would be a spiritual offering under Jesus. Highest po- possible praise. Um, not cowing to an angry group in the church. Mm. Uh, and so we need to reform this. Our Baptist friends and Presbyterian friends and whoever other friends out there listening. Um, Jesus said unleavened bread and wine. Mm. And uh, you can you can say, well, it says fruit of the vine. Which means wine. 100% of the time in scripture, fruit of the vine is used. It means wine. And so just because you now eisegete that to say grape juice is okay. It didn't mean grape juice until the 1800s. Exactly. Until the 1800s. It couldn't have meant grape juice until the 1800s. Yeah, because no other church did it. read it that way as grape <laughs> yeah. juice until they needed to make an excuse to use it that way. 
Yeah. And That's so crazy. this is something, our, again, our, I believe, man, this is the generation to reform this. And um, those hip, cool churches, they're reforming it the other way. They're changing all the elements. And it, this yeah. is a good time to bring it back to what Scripture says, mm. unleavened bread and wine. Yeah. Uh, also says, let's see, I, I'll keep reading because this okay. is where he calls out the Roman Catholic Church specifically. There we go. Thus, the Roman Catholic sacrifice of the Mass, as they call it, is utterly detestable and detracts from Christ's own sacrifice, which is the only propitiation for all the sin of the elect. Mm. That's Yeah, that's so good. Again, we know that they wrote this in response to what's going on in their day and their time, and at the time, going to Mass was a way of getting forgiveness. It mm. was a sacrament. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so they're saying pretty clearly that ain't cutting it. Um, yeah. Not only is it not cutting it, it's detestable, utterly detestable and detracts from Christ's own sacrifice. You're saying yeah, there's think, another way to Jesus, another way to forgiveness. I think, I think they call it like the work of the work or something like that. It was a Latin phrase, but, um, uh, trabajo de la trabajo. No, that's different. That's Spanish. Um, that's Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> um, but it was... Uh, he didn't know. <laughs> I did know it was Spanish. No, he didn't. Um, but it You're was... Uh, You're not a translator. I know a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> as much Spanish as you do. Oh, as much as me. Yeah. Anyways, I... Uh, <laughs> Plus, he's a plumber and has to go find guys at Home Depot, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes. No con este. No con este. Actually, my favorite thing to do at Home Depot is to just go grab the ladder from by myself, just start climbing it. People will show up, <laughs> so you know. Right. Um, the uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, yeah. You you talked about that. They saw it as a a weekly sacrifice for their sins, atonement for their sins, repentance for their sins. Yeah, and that's why they did it that way. Mm-hmm. Because it was Christ's physical body and blood that was broken and shed that each they said week. It wasn't, but they were saying it was. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, that's, that's not, um, it's not what it is. That's not what it happens when we, when we, when we go to church. That's not what happens. That church doesn't get you to heaven. It's the whole, you can be in a garage and not be a car, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you can, you can, you can be in a church and not be redeemed. It's very possible. Um, but the, again, it says that's, that's the Roman Catholic sacrifice of the mass, as they call it, is utterly testable and detracts from Christ's own sacrifice, which is the only propitiation for sins of the elect. The only hope we have is in Christ. The mm-hmm. only hope we have. Um, so, um, let's, let's do a little quick little side plug here, Trev, and, uh, and talk about the move. Talk about the two, two extremes they did with the, with the elements on one hand they removed it on the other hand they relocated it you know what i'm talking about um yeah the oh that's later though right yeah one of those is later okay we're talking about the first one that's paragraph four um yeah one of the things that they did during the uh, roman catholic church was they put communion or the eucharist at the center of the room because it was the it i mean it was their mass it was the reason for gathering it was this Sacrifice for their sins each week, mm-hmm. um, and so it was. That was the central point for their gathering. Um, so it was at the center of the room. When the Protestant Reformation happened, they moved the Eucharist out of the middle of the room and they put the pulpit there. 
So it was a change showing that it's actually the preaching of the word mm. that uh, is why we gather. Mm. That's good. That's good. That's, a, again, a clear... Do you, th- you think that's still why they have the little side pulpit thing? The side pulpit? Yeah. Mm, no, I don't know why they do the side pulpit. Okay. But one of those little pulpits that has the little stairs that goes up into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. They're, they're cool. I little would like one. Lecturing, I think. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> they had them in Germany at all the churches. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's keep reading. Paragraph three. In this ordinance, the Lord Jesus has appointed his ministers to pray and to bless the elements of bread and wine, and in this way to set them apart from a common to a holy place. They are to take and break the bread, take the cup, and give both to uh, communicants uh, while also participating themselves. All right, so a couple real clear points here. Um, in this ordinance, the Lord Jesus has appointed his ministers to pray and to bless the elements of bread and wine. Um, regular unleavened bread and regular wine um, can be used for holy use. Mm. That's what it's saying. This is not magic bread. It's not magic wine. It's not um, special bread. We don't need a special way to pour out any excess. Um, we don't mm. need a special toilet or... Um, sink or whatever to do something special with whatever's left over, you can just put it back in the fridge and use it next time. Um, <laughs> yep. And use it for holy use. And so, so yeah, we're supposed to pray and bless over the elements, and this is supposed to be the church leaders. Um, and this comes from uh, 1 Corinthians 11, um, where um, it's, uh, it's again the church leaders talking and saying, Reminding people where, where Jesus said, this is my body. Do this remains for me. And so it was just a small group. It was, it was his future apostles. It was his leadership that led it. And so, um, again, this isn't an individual act, but this is something that uh, you gather as the church to do. Um, so I think that's the first clear take home in this paragraph. And then the next one um, is, yeah, the elements. Yeah. Unleavened bread, wine. Um, we've talked some about that, but uh, I do think that that created a change uh, for me. And sure, it's subjective, um, but when I went from Welch's and a oyster cracker to oh, this is actually the memorial Jesus asked me to offer him. Yeah, uh, and there's better theology in the right elements. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I can. Yeah, like, even taking them, I mean, the wine could be bitter mm-hmm. or it could be sweet. Mm. And uh, I think that's important mm. to experience that because uh, that's what the, the apostles, the, the disciples did too. And then I think that's what added to what how Christ described it and it's being his, his broken body or his, you know, shed blood. Mm. It, uh, it should be better. It should yeah. cause you to think, I mean, you're not there to get drunk, of course. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that's important. I think it's important to to be able to experience that and to make that make that make that experience more whole yeah yeah it's, again just a better theology comes from the elements that Jesus yeah. told us to use um, and uh, yeah ministers are to do do the leading and the and the, the giving and we also partake and so we're mm-hmm. not better we also need the sacrifice of Jesus right. um, mm-hmm. that he gave 
Um, all right, let's do the last paragraph that we're going to do this week. I, I, will, I will go back to that and kind of <clears throat> kind of reiterate the uh, the blessing of that ordinance. I mean, when Jesus fed the thousands and even before he uh, gave the bread and the wine, he offered up thanks yeah. and, and blessings over that. So, again, it's just you can't be flipping about that. There's a process yeah. to this. There's a... It's an ordinance and, and a way to do that. And you can't just do that by yourself or mm. right before you go to track meet or yeah. Cheetos and lifeguard competition for me. Yep. Unto the Lord. But <laughs> <laughs> right. at the time I was the, uh, I said no to that individual communion and I became the uh, number one lifeguard in the state. So go I would have said, can we hold hands and pray? Can we hold hands and pray? <laughs> I'll yeah, take yeah. communion with you, but can we hold hands and pray? That's true. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> All right, paragraph four. Denying the cup to the people, worshiping the elements, lifting them up or carrying them around for adoration or reserving them for some pretended religious use are all contrary to the nature of this ordinance and to the institution of Christ. Mm. All right, so these are all little things that they saw and experienced and things so, the catholic church were doing yeah and they're like we we don't I think do this want trans configuration in that too trans what is it transubstantiation constantinople yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's as helpful as you think it is <laughs> uh, so yeah uh let's just look at these real quick denying the cup when did they deny the cup trev um well there was a time where they were using the wine and um they believed i mean because they believed it was jesus's blood it all had to be drank in or poured in. Uh, we, there's a church in Lubbock that pours theirs into a, uh, a French drain yeah. where it goes into rocks on the ground. Anyway, the Catholic Church at the time, if there was any poured out on the ground. Spilt. Spilt. Accident, whatever. The priest would have to lick it up. <laughs> and so there was a time where they just said, we're just going to stop serving the cup. And then only the priest would take the cup. Isn't that funny? It, so often God will let us. See our bad theology through. Yeah. Oh, you think it's really me? What are you going to do if it spills? Lick the floor? Yeah. As a, and you think that's sanctifying? <laughs> Licking the floor is sanctifying? You're looking an idiot. Like a fool. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, look like, the, you uh, look like a fool. <laughs> but I would also say that, uh, when we changed to grape juice, yeah, we stopped offering the cup. I agree. Um, I agree. It was a long season for almost a hundred years of not offering the cup. Yeah. There yeah. could be people that never drank wine during communion their yeah. whole lives. Yeah, I think they and they. I think they missed. They're not taking communion. This. Yeah, Whoa. they're not taking the cup. Yeah, blow your mind, right? And, yeah, and, I mean, we're open to a fight. I'm super excited to fight about this, actually. Um, but I mean, you can't prove me wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, and not with scripture. Um, yeah, yeah, and so so changing the elements is. Even to grape juice mm-hmm. is wrong. Yeah, um, and uh, and and we need to. Uh, I don't know to use the common phrase. We need to do better. Yeah, <laughs> do better. Do better. Um, they worship the they elements. Call that reformation. Yeah, it's always, time to reform. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I always go back to to scripture. Yep. Um, so the next thing they did, they would worship the elements again. They thought it was literal Jesus meat and juice. Um, and they carried around and for adoration, um, I think up high, like, 
Kind of like sense. they swing their incense around. I don't know. Singing sure. music. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, we can see that. Uh, and it is. Uh, what's, the, what's the last sentence there? Sorry. My phone shut down. Um, True nature. The nature of the ordinance. Is there everything for this? Yeah, it's uh, they're pretending religious use for all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or reserving it for some pretend religious use, and that's that's what they would do. It's like, oh, we we're going to save this for Christmas mass or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and only do it once a year because if we spill it, we got to mm. lick the floor again. We don't want to lick the floor. Dang. Yeah. Some Baptists do that too. Yeah. yeah. Just save it for Christmas and Easter, and that's it. Priesters. Yeah. They shouldn't do that. Shouldn't do that either. Um, and these are all, as it says here, contrary to the nature of this ordinance and to the institution of Christ. And uh, that's the church. And so we, we all not do that. We, we don't um, guard the table. We don't deny anybody. We do make clear teaching that says, you take this wrong. If you're not, if you're not a Jesus follower and you take this, you could get sick and die. And then... We let them take it and possibly get sick and die. The scripture says drinking judgment upon yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we fence it. Trevor, you, you would rather we guard it, though, huh? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Let me so ask it's... you. Let me ask you, though, just in a kind of a uh-huh. thinking back moment. Anybody that you think we should have guarded from and we let it, didn't they drink judgment on themselves? Think, think of them now, where they're at, what's going on with any of those people. They drank that judgment right on themselves, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Why are you smiling? I'm not smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling. The, uh, uh, I, I think the guarding it is consistent with guarding baptism. <sighs> Possibly. Because we do guard baptism. We do. We do. Only those that repent and believe. Yeah. And so the same thing would be guarding communion. For only those that have repented and believed. Mm. I think it's an extra layer of protection on the people. Yeah. I don't know that I'm not thinking, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I do think it's consistent. Yeah. That's what James White and Jeff Durbin do at Apologia. Mm-hmm. They have somebody up there every week. And if you have never been to their church before, they kind of pull you to the side and they're like, who the heck are you? Yeah. All right. Let me, um, let me ask you this. As ministers... Who minister this ordinance? Would we be held accountable for not guarding? Mm, no, because we said you're you're drinking judgment on yourself if you do this. Yeah, we made that clear. Made. made that clear. You can. I think if we didn't make that clear, yeah, I you agree. would. At I the agree. very least, you made that clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we we make that clear, um, and. Uh, and then we just, like we call it the difference between a fence and a, and a guard is you can walk right through the fence gate on your own, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, so that's, that's where we lie with it. Um, I could, I could be, I could be talked into one or the other, especially if we, we run into some, some issue, but I can look back on our, even our small little church in the six years we've been around and say, man, we, anybody we, we thought, man, we should guard and stop them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do it anyways. We we have had conversations with each of them. Yeah, and say I don't know if this is a good idea. You should not do this. Told a little girl, uh, you had not take communion. Yeah, like, I've been baptized. Yeah, when and where the heck did you get baptized? You go to church here. Actually, you know, I'm glad that we changed because it it forces us to teach mm-hmm. communion. 
uh, every time we do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus taught it before he did it. Paul taught it, added on to that teaching mm-hmm. uh, that they needed to know before they did it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, again, not be flippant about it and, and uh, take it for granted that people know about it. I think every time we have communion, it should be taught. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we do. We take yeah. we take a slide or two and yeah. take the, the two to five minutes yeah. it's going to take to, to mm-hmm. explain this and I'm, why we do this. And, and now I'm, I'm and now I'm even more glad that we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. So I think the takeaway here, guys, is uh, is con- consider these things. Uh, maybe you've never heard the uh, bold statement that uh, taking commune taking the wrong communion taking the wrong elements makes it no longer communion. Mm. Um, think about that. It's not a wrong stance. Um, yeah. And so do you, are you at a church that, that doesn't have unleavened bread? Man, I've been at churches that do big old meaty pieces of bread. Like, I mean, fluffy, tasty bread. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I saw one meme about people who, uh, who pass that, that one juice around, the one that, that everybody sips on. And then yeah. some people dip the bread. You know what I mean? Indinction. In- Indinction. So I saw one meme and it was that. But it was uh, Kevin walking his chili, and he said, "I like the the church to get to know each other in the bowl." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so gross. Pass. Just Hard do pass. unleavened bread and wine. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, seriously, take take a look at that. Um, I believe you're probably your first excuse is going to be the tyranny of the weaker brother, saying, "Oh, well, what about the alcoholics? Well, what about them? They, they don't get to be the legislating brother." Exactly. Um, and so, and, and then next is what's the difference? I, I, you know what? Only what Jesus said is the difference. And those, mm-hmm. once you get through those two arguments, you're going to be stuck at, well, crap, we should be doing what Jesus said. What Jesus said. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if you're going to, if you're going to be a solo scripture guy who says scripture is my final authority, you're going to probably lean towards changing this pretty soon here mm. or get into a church that does. If your pastors don't. Carry that conviction or won't have this conversation. I know. Yep. In Toka. I got a good one in Toka. Crossword Church in Toka. Um, you guys, don't forget to like, share, subscribe to our podcast. Leave a review. Go to the Facebook group, Performing Manhood, where we continue the conversation. That's fine. We're just at like 50 minutes. It's no big deal. Are we? <laughs> yeah. All right. My uh, Magnudo is pretty tasty. Um, smooth smooth draw. It's got a uh, kind of a, a leathery taste at the end here. Yeah. Pretty good. This Inspirato, I'm not going to recommend it. Oh, mm. a macanudo unrecommended. Yeah. I'm yeah, glad we I'm, did this. Come on, I'm, man. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in it. it it's uh, it's a fairly smooth smoke and a lot of lot of leather, but there's that that um, kind of a bitter acrid mm. taste in the smoke with the back That's of your tongue that just doesn't go away. Pass. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'll smoke it. I paid eight bucks for it. But you're gonna finish it, but you're not gonna. Oh, buy yeah, it again. I'm totally gonna finish it. No, it's, it's mouth is gonna taste like a gym sock tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. All right. My name is Mike Watt. I'm the Lucha Preacher. I'm too sweet, Trevor Cowan. And I'm Jamie Jack of all trades in Osa. You guys be sweet. Show Jesus later. See you later. later.